You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. As always, my name is Dan Johnson, and today we are going to be talking to Jesse Hurley, one of the owners and founders of a company called Stick and Pick. Now, if you already haven't heard about Stick and Pick, it is an accessory to your trail camera. And what I mean by that is if you can't find the perfect tree or you know, you want to set a trail camera in a place that may not have a fence post or may not have, uh, you know, a tree or a branch that you can, you know, find the best spot for it. This is where Stick and Pick comes in. So instead of listening to me talk about how much I, you know, I actually like this product. I use it and it's very functional for the way I hunt um, because there are times where I need to see like a corner of the field and... Um, you know, you just can't find the right angle on a tree and that's kind of where a stick and pick comes in. And, you know, I wanted to keep this podcast as, um, unbiased as, as possible, but I actually know Jesse Hurley. He's a good friend and, um, just a great guy. So if you ever see him at a trade show, make sure you go up and say hi to him, ask him about his product. But right now he's going to talk to you about it. And, uh, Maybe he can convince you that uh, a stick and pick may be a good uh, a good fit for the way you hunt. All right, with me on the phone now is Jesse Hurley, um, one of the founders of Stick and Pick Trail Camera Mounting Systems. How are you doing today, Jesse? I'm doing good, Dan. Thank you. Have you been in a tree yet this year? I've I've been in a tree just not as as often as I, as I was like to. I'm kind of saving myself here for for hopefully this weekend and not. So I've been patiently trying to get everything done so I can spend uh, the good portion of uh, the end of October, early November in a tree. So you, uh, I know you, we, through, through previous conversations, we have talked and you just bought a, a farm or added on to your current farm. Do you got any, uh, shooters on there that you're excited to chase well i can't give that information <laughs> okay <laughs> everybody knows where you live huh? uh yeah no we've you know i i actually um really don't hunt the farm that my wife and i purchased i've got a guy that um if you can believe it or not bull hunts that because he uh he takes care of the, the lawn all summer long and so payment is uh he gets to hunt the That's property, so deal. I actually, yeah, I, I actually have um, a couple of properties that uh, friends of mine own, and so um, and I've actually got you know food plots and stuff already on those properties. So it's I really didn't have time to to hunt much 
uh, more than what I have on my plate already. So I thought it was kind of a, a win-win for both of us. Nice, nice. Well, let's talk about stick and pick here. What I want to know right off the bat is what made you want to start stick and pick and uh, kind of, you know, give us the story behind that. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. It must have been about 10, 12 years ago now. I started getting pretty heavy into trail cameras and was just was just really frustrated with how they set up. And, um, you know, they were made to mount trees, which it seemed like there was never a tree where I wanted to put a trail camera. So that was, was frustrating right away. But, you know, just the fact when you did have a tree, uh, you know, getting them pointed where you wanted to. Um, I was, you know, always trying to get the perfect shot. And so, so it just kind of stemmed from there, you know, the time it was taking by the time I had accumulated, you know, 10 cameras or, you know, six cameras, even it was just, it, you know, we were having kids and I didn't have a lot of time. So that was frustrating. I wanted to go out to where I wanted to put my trail camera and I wanted to put it there and I wanted to leave. And, um, so that's kind of where it all started. Nice, nice. All right. So, so, I I've I've known you obviously for a long time, and I had like the, I have the very first original stick and picks. What was kind of your what was the goal in in the creation of the original? Um, well, you know, obviously, I wasn't making something that at the time I thought I would you know cons- you know take to market. Um, so I you know it was it was pretty simple. It needed to go into the ground. It needed to stay in the ground. It needed to, you know, be totally versatile. It had to adjust once it was in the ground. Um, and and by adjust, you know, it, it had to go 360. It had to be the highest height needed to be adjustable. And then also it needed a tilt adjustment on it. So, um, you know, started there, um, made a few uh, different ideas, and then, you know, eventually settled with something real similar to what we have now and um then over the years just really you know tweaked it we really liked the design of the original ground mount which by the way was the first one that we designed um and it just seemed to work and then when we took it to you know some trade shows and guys saw it and we started getting feedback it it, you know it's still one of our most popular mounts so so give me an example and our listeners of a scenario that maybe you or somebody would use a stick and pick. Well, um, to be honest with you, the, the, <laughs> it sounds silly, but the uses really are endless. I mean, weekly I get emails and letters from people, photos of, you know, something they use their stick and pick for. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of use uses, but, but mainly, you know, like the, the ground mounts, I'm, you know, this time of year, personally, myself, I'm monitoring scrapes for the most part, social areas, licking branches. And, you know, I go, if you know, if I'm entering some new territory or not quite sure where the scrapes are going to be, some of the areas I know, you know, where they scrape every year, they, they're there all year, actually, um, on some of these licking branches. But um, I just... I put my, you know, a lot of times I'll have a mini ground mount and a screw and tree mount and maybe a tripod. And, you know, I find some a spot where the deer are stopping and holding, and boom, I, I put my mount there. Um, and, and I'm in a second, 
it's set up and I'm, I'm on my way. Nice. I, t- I can tell you that since I've used, since I've been using this product, I, I almost want one for every one of my trail cameras because it is, it is, ver- it is very versatile, especially for um, people who have, uh, I don't have any food plots, but talk a little bit about how a stick and pick is better for a food plot than maybe a tree on the side. Well, I mean, one, you can move it to different portions of the food plot. So if you've got, you know, a lot of guys plant long, narrow food plots. Like, for instance, my my favorite food plot that I have, it's kind of my pride and joy, there isn't a tree within, I don't know, God, the closest tree is probably 50 yards away from one end of it. Um, so, you know, trees aren't an option at all there. So with obviously with the ground mounts, either the mini ground mount or the original ground mount, um, if you've got, like, let's say right now this time of the year, they're hitting the clover. You know, my beans are actually still green, I hope. I think they are. I haven't been out for two weeks and seen them yet. But either way, I can move it wherever they're, whatever part of the food plot they're using the most. You know, so uh, I've, you know, in a couple of months or a month and a half, they're going to be on the, you know, the um, sugar beets and, in that portion of the food plot, so I want to adjust at that point in time. But yeah, it's just putting it, putting it wherever you want to put it, no matter what it is. Water holes are always, you know, one of my favorite spots, or even creeks. You know, set it up in the water, right? You know, right to where the trail comes down. You get some amazing shots, and you know, not just the deer either. Um, everything's got a drink, so at some point in time, they're going. It's all everything's going to water. So yeah. It, that's a that's an awesome setup area too for for the ground mounts. Now, what what made you guys decide to go into a screw? You know, from the the original stick and pick into the stick and pick mini. What made you guys go into the screwing uh, tree mounts as well? Um, well, a lot of guys like to put their stuff up high. You know, six feet, eight feet. Um, you know, theft, trail camera theft is a big deal, and um, so a lot of guys actually like to you know take a climbing stick or um, two and get their cameras up, you know, 10 feet off the ground. So, um, yeah, it just came natural. It was, it was something that, you know, I, I, I use the ground mounts personally. I use the ground mounts more than I do the tree mounts, but I do use the tree mounts and I get some amazing shots from them too. Um, you know, it's just a different vantage point, but it definitely is one that keeps your, your camera, you know, most secure. So now let's talk. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about price. Okay. So we have mm-hmm. the original stick and pick is forty five bucks. The mini is thirty. The you have a couple versions of the a screw in mount, and you have some accessories like uh, that can be strapped to a tree, or you have what they call a add a cam bracket. And correct me yep. if I'm wrong. That's just a uh, that's just uh, uh, another bracket that can be added to the original or the mini. Yeah, yeah. It the first of all, let me correct you on your price. The, okay. That's our that's our website our web store pricing. Okay. Um, you know the, the the we begin we believe from the beginning that you know we want our dealers and the people that carry and sell our products to succeed. So when you go to you know Shields or you go to one of our mom and pop archery shops. 
um, you're going to find everything you just mentioned for, for $5, uh, less than the price you quoted, because we ultimately want people to purchase our products from our dealers, um, not our web store. So even though we make more on our web store, we just, you know, we're in business. Uh, we want our dealers to succeed, and we want to build relationships. We don't want to, you know, be, be you know, in, comp- again, in competition with our dealers. So, so like the the uh, the original tripod ground mount is actually thirty nine ninety nine. The the mini ground mount is twenty four ninety nine, um, and this is what you'll find at our dealers. The uh, the original screw in is nineteen ninety nine, and then the mini screw in is sixteen ninety nine. So and then to get back to you know. The Atacam bracket, that you you get an Atacam bracket with each one of our tree mounts. You get one Atacam bracket. Now, if you want to mount or mount, if you want to mount multiple trail cameras to your, you know, whichever you can, you know, let's say your tripod, you purchase an Atacam bracket that gives you the ability to put another trail camera on your your tripod ground mount or your mini ground mount. Or you can put two cameras on the original screw-in. Uh, tree mount will accept a second camera also. Now you mentioned uh, Shields and a couple other uh, mom and pop stores, uh, dealers mm-hmm. like in your, all your uh, your local archery shops. But is there any other uh, main locations that uh, that you're selling your products in? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we're all over the basically the the eastern United States, you know, Mississippi and and uh, east of there, we've got we've got a lot of a lot of support, a lot of dealers um, helping us get this thing off the ground. But uh, the only current big box store we're in, or if you would call it a big box store, is Shields. Um, they're and I I would consider them a big box store. They're they're a great company to work with, and they uh, they're the first ones that gave us uh, gave us a chance on the on the uh, you know the box store, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so. Now, I have a certain amount of money that goes into my bow hunting budget every year. Yep. How much, or is there, should I get one, you know, one of something? Should I get like, let's say, if, if my budget's 100 bucks, should I get two stick and pick originals, or should I get one stick and pick and one screw-in mount? You know, for, for my bag of tricks, what would you recommend as far as... What I, what I should get? Well, I mean, ultimately it depends on where you're at. You know, if you're in Kansas and you don't have any trees, it's, there's your there there you go. You know, ground mounts. You got a hundred bucks to spend, um, and you want to you, you know the mini ground mount is an awesome awesome bargain at twenty four ninety nine. I mean, you you know the only time I've really run into an issue with the mini is is when last year my beans got so tall that um, I had to swap the mini for the original um, because the, the original has uh, a little more height on it than the mini so I could get my camera actually up above the beans. What are the stats there? I mean, how, 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 excuse me, how high can the original get and how high can the, the mini get? The original ground mount goes up to, I think it's 52 inches. And then the mini is up to 36. So um, it kind of depends how far you push it into the ground also, you know, how hard the ground is or soft it is. Um, but, yeah, right in, that, right in that area. And, you know, most guys, 
that that run cans, you know, uh, and a lot of them really like that, you know, that two and a half foot to three foot area, and and you get that with the mini. Um, but uh, yeah, if you got to get above a three foot standing beans, you know, you're going to need you're going to need the original ground mount um, to to get that height. Gotcha. Now. The last thing I want you to do is I want you to tell the people listening out there why they need a stick and pick when they run trail cameras. Why why do I need a stick and pick? Well, I, I think you need a stick and pick because, you know, it allows you to take full advantage of your trail camera. Um, you know, it's all about photos. I mean, that's why you're doing it. So... In my mind, why would you limit yourself to an area where there's a tree or, you know, a certain angle or certain, you know, whatever? Um, you know, you don't do that when you're, you know, that's why you hire a photographer, you know, to come take pictures. Um, you're, you're trying to get the best picture you can. So I think you need a stick and pick to maximize uh, your trail camera. And I also think you need a stick and pick to help hide your camera. Um you know, when you eliminate the strap of a trail camera, you're eliminating the 360-degree billboard that is advertising your trail camera. Um, it is an unnatural uh, horizontal line that sticks out from a mile away and automatically draws attention uh, to your trail camera, even when your trail camera is on the opposite side of the tree. So... Um, I think by eliminating that strap with the tree mount, getting it up, you know, maybe 8, 10 feet uh, out of the line of sight, you're eliminating a good portion uh, or a good, you know, chance of that ch camera being stolen. You know, also the ground mounts, you're still eliminating the strap, you know, in areas where you've got, uh, you know, the potential or you've had past tough, you know, issues, you know, set it up in a in some type of ground cover, you know, whether it's a deadfall, a honeysuckle brush, cedar, you know, bush, tree, whatever, get it into, you know, the cover, uh, take the time to maybe camouflage it a little bit. You know, I always carry zip ties, uh, and I'll zip tie a branch right to my ground mount or, you know, whatever, a corn stalk, uh, just to help uh, blend it in. And it works. I'm telling you it works. Um, people walk by my trail cameras all the time. And uh, it's because I hide them. And, uh, you know, so I think those are the, the two main reasons why you would you would consider purchasing a stick and pick or why, what would drive you to purchase a stiff, stick and pick. To, to back up just a bit, is there any, any tips or tricks? I, I mean, it's a pretty self-explanatory product, but do you have any tips or tricks that may make setup easier or where to actually place your trail camera easier um you know yeah there's i mean there's there's a lot of tips and tricks um they can use but to be honest with you you know i'm i always carry you know the biggest thing i could say is i always carry a snips and uh you know my wicked handsaw when i'm doing setups um it is it allows me to you know put it deep inside some you know brushy let's say honeysuckle and then, you know, trim out around the camera. Um, and, you know, I guess the tools you take along with you are, are, are probably pretty important. You know, at the beginning of the, once I get really rolling with, with trail cameras, I have a backpack. It's got all the stuff in it that I may need, batteries, SD cards, 
you know, my saw, my snips, and, you know, I'm, I'm maybe maybe a little bit of scent. Um, and, and I've got everything I need in one backpack, so when I go, I just grab it. You know, I can throw my, I can throw mini ground mounts in there, you know, screw in tree mounts, and uh, I got all everything I need in one, one spot. So, yeah, I mean, I guess being prepared to set up and, you know, get set up right is, is it would be my, my tip of the day, I guess. <laughs> now, do you have any tips on growing sweet goatees? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but those that's information that you that, know that's gonna just, cost me, right? Yeah, that's like asking me if I got any big bucks running around. <laughs> and where they're located. <laughs> uh no, I actually uh I, I can't grow a very good goatee. I never have been able to. So What? Um, the last one I saw at the ATA show was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was long. If you would have looked close point. enough, you would have saw that it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Jesse Hurley, thank you very much for uh, talking about the stick and pick today. Um, where you can bet. where can people go to find out more information about stick and pick or uh, look at pictures or anything like that? Well, uh, you can go to our website. It's stickandpick.com. S T I C N pic.com um our, our, our website is in dire need of some upgrading um but you can get an idea of what we've got for products you go into our store and it shows all of our products and uh um you know there's also a dealer locator there so you can see uh, everybody that carries our products um i you know i would call ahead uh before you take off on a journey to go get some stick and picks, make sure they've got what you want. And then, you know, you can always order on our, our web store also. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks for being on the show. And Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, no problem. And uh, I look forward to hearing about the rest of your season. You too, buddy. Have a good one. Good luck. Yep. Bye. Take care. Well, my son Mac is crying upstairs, so that's my cue. If you want to find out more information about Stick and Pick, make sure you visit their website. And if you want to read more from the Nine Finger Chronicles, you can visit ninefingerchronicles.com or stop by Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and hit me up. So until next time, wear your damn safety harness.